Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Even If podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lowe, and as always, I am so very glad you're here. If you've been following along this summer, I've been sharing stories of my past, some funny, some life lessons, some memories that still seem like yesterday in my mind, and today's episode is sure to give you something to laugh about. But before we begin, two things. First of all, of course, if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, we always say subscribe to the newsletter, and you can find that over on evenifpodcast.com. Just come sign up for it. It's painless, and I promise not to spam you. The second thing is this. If you are watching this on YouTube, you can probably see my beautiful new office that my sweet husband has been helping me put together furniture and help me pull together the space. And so I've been working on getting a new office. And oh my gosh, y'all, I have a dedicated podcasting space now. And I cannot tell you how great it feels. I've been doing this on my dining room table since October. So to have this space is just such a blessing. And the reason why I say if you can see it is because we're starting a YouTube channel where all of these podcasts will actually be on YouTube. So if you want to see my bright smiling mug, you can go over to a YouTube. It's the at Even If Podcast and, and subscribe to that channel where you can see the episodes each week. So that is where we are today. But if you can't, you're still listening to this on Spotify or Apple, whatever. It's the same. It's just another avenue for us to use to reach people. So anyways, all that being said, I'm just getting so technologically savvy, y'all. I mean, I might be a social media guru before it's all said and done. <laughs> said nobody ever. Christy Lowe is not social savvy. In fact, if I could do away with it, I probably would. But y'all know that it's just part of our life these days. So anyways, all right, now that we've got all that out of the way, I'm ready to dive in because it's just a fun episode today, and I'm pretty sure y'all are going to get a good laugh. So without further ado, let's dive in. I want you to think about the last time you had an embarrassing moment. If you are anything like me, I could have filled up this entire summer series with just embarrassing moments, like the time that I was student teaching and the buttons on the back of my dress had come undone and I was literally flashing the entire class. Oh yeah, that happened. Or my first car that didn't have reverse. So if I parked somewhere and got blocked in, I would have to like get out, put my car in neutral and like push it back so that I could get out. So yeah, mm -hmm. like the time I went to Sonic and forgot I had reverse. This was like early on in it. And uh, yeah, at Sonic, I had to like push my car back. It was great. And then I had a friend, his name was Ben. He thought he was hilarious. And one night I had parked my car. We went to Midland for like a basketball game. And I parked my car in the parking lot at our high school, but it was a weekend. And my friend Ben had left for a speech trip. So instead of parking in a parking spot in our huge empty parking lot, the smart aleck parked in front of my car so that I couldn't get out and I had to push it back whenever I got back at like 1 a.m. Yeah, it was great. I still remember that, Ben. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just kidding. I think it's just... We have these times in our life that embarrass us, right? And when I was thinking of 
what are some of the most embarrassing things that I'd done? There were those two things. And then the third one was, oh, y'all. Yeah. The summer before my sophomore year in college, I had stopped to get gas before heading back to my sorority house for Rush Week. We called it Rush Week back then. I think you young things call it recruitment now or whatever. But anyways, we called it Rush Week. So if I call it Rush Week, just know that I'm old and that's what we called it. So I was in a hurry because I was running late as usual, but I had to stop and get gas because I was on fumes. And back then, we still wrote checks for things. And so I had to write a check for my gasoline. And I ran inside to pay it. I jumped back in my car, took off toward the sorority house. And just to give you the picture of like what this was, I was driving a 1992 blue Ford Tempo that was at the time covered in shoe polish with my sorority's name and its logo, because Rush was prime time for shoe polishing cars. So just to give you the idea, this is what's going on here. I'm driving down Quaker, and it's probably between the sorority house and where I'd stopped to get gas. There was about a 10-minute drive between the two. And so as I was going, I heard a few people honking at me. And so I just smiled and I waved back like, you know, hey, because it's such a real fun time of year, you know, and I'm just thinking that people are seeing my cute little car all polished with angels and arrows all over it. And so I just think that everybody's just happy to see me, right? (laughs) Well, (laughs) you see, that time of year, it's just a really fun time in college because everyone has come back into Lubbock from, you know, summer travels or internships or if they had lived at home over the summer. And if you were in a sorority or a fraternity, we were all recruiting all at the same time. And we all had like a work week before it started and then the week of rush. So it's like two weeks of just ton of fun because there's hundreds of us that have influxed that one area of town. And so it's just a fun atmosphere. And, you know, I was a college kid, so I was just having a good time. And so in the traffic that I'm in on the way back to the sorority house, where my sorority house was, it was around a place called Greek Circle. And Greek Circle had a couple of dozen, you know, fraternity and sorority houses just all together. So we called it Greek Circle. So I'm sitting at 19th and Quaker. And I mean, there are Greek people all around me. You can tell everybody's heading back to their respective houses. And so I'm sitting at that stoplight. And Some guy starts honking at me again. This time he's out my window to my right of me. And so I look out and, you know, he's honking and waving. And I'm, you know, I'm just like, hey, honking and waving back, thinking he's just being friendly. And there's another guy in his truck and he is like adamantly like flailing his arms around and he's trying to explain, like he's like pointing at the back of my car. And I'm like, what in the world is wrong with you, dude? But I look in my side view mirror and lo and behold, the gas pump and the hose are hanging out of my vehicle. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And without even thinking about it, like without even like analyzing the situation, you know, like what do you do? You have a gas pump and a hose hanging out your car. The light is still red, fortunately. And so 
I throw my car in park, jump out, run around, grab the gas hose, throw it back into the backseat of my car, and then get back in my car about the time the light turns green and I take off back to the Pi-Fi house. And oh my gosh, y'all, I'm sure that if you were one of those people watching that scene unfold, you were getting a pretty good laugh out of this. And I'm embarrassed, of course, because, I mean, I had been driving for 10 minutes with a gas pump and its hose, like, hanging out my vehicle and thinking that all those people were just waving because they were just being nice to me. No, they were not just being nice. They were trying to get my blasted attention. (sighs) So... After I got back in the car, I start thinking like the the scene of like what had just happened begins to unfold. And I realize like I start going back in my mind and I just think about, okay, like how did this happen? <laughs> and I remember I started pumping the gas, but because I was in a hurry, I ran inside to pay. And so I could like stand there and write the check. And as soon as it stopped pumping, I could just fill in the amount and then take off. So I was trying to be more efficient because I was (laughs) running late as always. And I guess when I came back out, I had forgotten that the gas pump was still in there. You know, like I just like, in my mind, I'd like just paid her and that was kind of out of the ordinary of like the order that you do things. And so I guess just, I just skipped taking the gas pump out of my car And then I jumped back in my car and took off. And when I did, that hose came with me. (sighs) So mortified, honestly, a little panicked. Like, what do you do? Like, do you take it back to the gas station? I have no idea what to do. And so there happened to be another girl that was in the same sorority as me. And she saw everything unfold. And so she pulls into the parking lot of our house about the same time and And so we go inside and we're talking about it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? So my friends and I were all talking about, like, what do I do? I broke the gas station. Oh, my gosh, you know. And I'm also, I mean, let's just be real here. I'm a college kid and broke is a joke. And I have no idea how much it's going to cost to repair whatever I've broken. And so I'm trying to like talk to my friends, like, what do we do? Like, you know, I've got to go back and what am I going to do? Well, I swear it was just like a miracle. This one girl, we're standing in the kitchen of our sorority house and she walks through the kitchen and she overhears us talking. And when she does, she stops and she just smiles and she just goes, oh, y'all, that's no big deal. That happens all the time. Just take that back in. There's like this connector thing. They'll just snap it back in. Like no big deal. Huh. I could have, honestly, I did hug her. I mean, like I could have kissed her. I was so grateful because I didn't in the panic realize like, yep, at the end of it, there's like this metal connector apparently for people who drive like me And it detaches if somebody pulls off. So that way you don't end up with like gasoline spilling all over your gas station, which is brilliant because maybe I'm not the first person that ever did this because there's a reason why they have those disconnects up there now. So anyways, it's one of the funniest, ding-dongiest things I've ever done. And I took that hose and pump back to the gas station and I just apologized. And she told me pretty much the same thing that my friend had told me was that no big deal happens all the time. Thanks for bringing it back. 
I mean, like, all you can do is just laugh. And by the way, the irony that two of these stories this summer have had to do with my driving. If you haven't listened to the very first of the summer series, I think it was like Summer Shenanigans. That was the beginning of June, and it's where I stole my parents' car and I wrecked it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I have a talent when it comes to driving. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that one. But the irony is not lost on me that this is now the second story that has had to do with my driving. But, you know, after that happened that day, word obviously got around through my sorority and We all got a pretty good chuckle out of it. I was in a sorority, but I also worked in the athletic department at Texas Tech whenever I was in college. And somebody from the athletic department found out about it. I mean, it was kind of funny, you know, like, oh, yeah, Christy driving down the road with a gas hose hanging out of her car, you know, anyways. And so we all just, you know, we just got a laugh out of it. But I got to tell you all, what surprised me more than anything was About a month or two later, this girl that I didn't really know, she was kind of like a friend of a friend, like we weren't friends, but like we knew each other, one of those kind of people, casual acquaintance at best. She walks up to me and she is a very, very serious type. She's a beautiful girl, but very serious and had a bit of an air about her that I don't. (laughs) And She comes up to me and, you know, we were out doing something and I ran into her and she has this long auburn hair, beautiful. And she just flips it over her shoulder, like real like, oh my gosh, I am so fabulous. And she starts to tell me about how she's taking public speaking this semester and that she had to give a speech in her class about the most embarrassing thing that had ever happened to her. But because Miss Thing had never had anything embarrassing happen to her in her entire life, apparently, or she refused to admit that she had ever had anything embarrassing happen to her, she tells me that she took my story of what happened to me with the gas pump and told it in her speech class as though it were her own. And then she had the audacity to tell me about it. Y'all, I walk off. I just laugh. I mean, I'm like, what are you going to do? You know, like, (laughs) you know, what's interesting is every time I think of this story, I always think of her too. Every time I think of this story, because she had never had anything embarrassing happen to her. I don't know. Like, I've always been so dumbfounded that somebody else needed to use my embarrassing story for their own because I have so many embarrassing stories that I can't count them all on one hand. I can't count them on two hands and two feet because they happen to me so often. But like, I can't imagine living a life where I'm like, no, I've never had anything embarrassing happen to me ever. Never. (laughs) You know, I think when I think of her, there are two things I think of. The first is, I hope that something entirely embarrassing has happened to her that she cannot deny. And B, I hope that she's lived enough life now to know that you can just laugh when things happen to you. And you know, it's interesting because what got me thinking whenever I was thinking about this story, and you know, I knew I was going to share it with y'all, was the question that came to my mind was, how do we handle the things that come our way, 
Do we hide them? Do we laugh about them? Do we pretend they never happened? Do we like look around and dust ourselves off and just go, oh my gosh, I didn't, nobody, nobody saw that, right? I bet nobody saw that. You know, I mean, like, or do we just laugh at ourselves? Do we find the funny in it? I heard somebody say one time, and I think they said it when I was mad about something, but they said, if it's going to be funny in five years, why can't it be funny now? And, you know, I kind of think that's true because my natural proclivity is to laugh at myself. And, you know, I often laugh at myself before you can usually as a diversion or a way to avoid awkwardness because I'm always trying to avoid awkwardness because I am so awkward. And you armchair therapists can psychoanalyze that all you want. But what about you? What about you when something happens to you? Are you able to laugh at yourself? Because I think that being able to laugh at yourself is a posture of humility. It's about not taking yourself so seriously that you can't just get a chuckle about the dumb stuff you do or say. And so today, I want your conversation starter with your family or your small group or just you and God is, can you think of something embarrassing that's happened to you? And what was your initial reaction to it? And how do you feel about it now? So there's that. Can you think of something embarrassing? What was your initial reaction? And how do you feel about it now? But then on the other side, I want you to take this just a little bit deeper. Are there times you can't laugh at yourself? And I want you to ask yourself one of the most important things you can ever say. Why? Why can't you laugh at yourself? I suspect it's probably a couple of things. And I don't even dare think this is a comprehensive list. But three things come to my mind. Pride. Ego. And sometimes it's just being vulnerable. And I think that being vulnerable takes practice. And y'all, God gave us the ability to laugh. And it wasn't just so we could laugh at other people. It was so we could find the funny in our own lives. And, you know, I hope today's conversation sparks some thought in you and it prompts you to examine the areas that maybe you're just might be taking a little bit too seriously. I don't know. Before we close out today, I'm giving you a triple dog dare. And you guys know you cannot turn down a triple dog dare. So here's your triple dog dare. The next time you do something embarrassing, and your temptation is to pretend that it didn't embarrass you, or you just like are going to keep your composure, you're going to act like it was like, I'm cool, man, I'm super cool. When you do that, I triple dog dare you to laugh about it. Why? We have to practice being vulnerable. We have to practice laying down our egos and our pride. And when you do that, that's where you find joy in your life. If you're missing joy in your life, or if there is a lack of joy in your life, I'm a bet that you need to laugh about something that you have done or said. Whether it's you trip on one of those big air bubbles, you know, like I trip over air bubbles all the time. Do y'all trip over air bubbles? Or like you walk around and you're at like a fancy pants dinner and you got your zipper halfway down half of the night until somebody leans over to you and says, psst, your zipper's half down. 
embarrassing. It's live, y'all. Just laugh. Just laugh. We have got too much in this world that we have to take seriously. There are so many things in this world that do merit us actually being worried, that do merit our concern and our attention. But our zipper being half down or tripping in the middle of Walmart? Nah, that's the stuff you can laugh at. That's about it for us today. Just learn how to laugh. Your life is going to go a lot smoother if you can learn how to laugh at yourself a little bit. So that's your challenge this week. Laugh at yourself. Tell me if you want to tell me what you've done. Let it be funny. I bet you anything you will feel better if you'll just laugh about it. Thanks for being here today, guys. And good Lord willing, I'll see you next week.